Welcome back to His and Hers Movie Podcast. This is episode number 55, where we will be covering the long-awaited release of Saint Maud, the psychological thriller that was supposed to come out in 2020 all year long and just never did, and then was supposed to come out early this year and never did, and finally it's out. So... We'll be getting into that a little bit later, but first, I am one half of your hosting duo, JP, podcasting out of Southwest PA on this February 18th, 2021, and joining me tonight, as always, from my neck of the woods, is Carly. Hi, it's me. Yo, feels like we've not even left. We have not. Really? I just heard you abuse your dog. What was up with that? That isn't on mic. What? That isn't recorded. I know, I'm just asking what it, it's... You sounded like, um, what's his name? Uh, Tom Atkins at the end of Halloween 3. <laughs> when you he's were like, like stop, stop it! Stop, stop it! it. <laughs> yeah! That's what it sounded like. <laughs> well, he was scratching, or itching. Is um, it itching or scratching? I say scratching, buddy. Well, he was itching, and <laughs> I was like, what are you doing? And he's just like, and I'm like, stop it, stop, stop it. <laughs> That's what I do when he doesn't stop. He just looks at me. He looks at me while doing it, like, no, no, no. Right. Or like, I picture him being like, hold on, hold on, hold on, just one second, one more second. Just like, a, just one more, just one more, I swear. Yeah, it gets on my nerves though, because I'm like, I'm trying to record a pod, and he's over there. <laughs> oh, I hear that on your pod sometimes. That's the noise. Yeah, and he yeah. shakes sometimes, and you'll hear his ears. It'll be like, <laughs> yeah, I hear <laughs> like he's like I, I picture like water flying everywhere, and like him getting out of a tub or something. But anyway, yes, we are back on the pod. We just recorded a pod, and we're doing another pod. So yeah, so shoot, I don't think I really watched anything since we recorded last. I feel like we recorded like three days ago. We did, I think. I think we recorded, what, was that Sun? No, that was Sat. Or Sun. Sat. Yeah, Sat. And now today is only Wednesday. We usually, you know, kind of bookend things. Today's Thursday, right? Oh, yeah. Today's Thursday. (laughs) Oh, yeah, you're right. We were supposed to record on Wednesday, and you hashtag work. Now we're recording on Thursday. Man, I've just been slacking off watching movies. It's crazy. I just this not been like, in the mood lately. Yeah, today I didn't watch anything, and yesterday I actually watched a few episodes of Holostan, which I'll talk about. But uh, I think I've watched two movies since we last recorded, one of which is for another podcast. And yeah, besides that, I watched the movie for this podcast. So it's going to be going to be a quickie with the what we watched, but that is okay. Sometimes that is okay. But anyway, how are you doing, buddy? Yeah, um, what the hell just happened? Um, I'm doing alright, you know? Not too bad. Yes. I am doing alright as well, even though you did not ask. I shall tell everybody that I am alright too. Um, just been working. Today I got paid to clean out desks and uh, take staples out of papers, and that is what I did all day. So the job is going pretty well, I must say. Um, and yeah, 
second week. So far, so good. And it's pretty slow because of the winter and people keep canceling, I guess, their visitations and whatnot. But it's going, go, it's going. And I surprisingly haven't felt too exhausted afterwards. Like, I, I was afraid, like, I was going to be really tired because it's a long drive. And I thought, I'm going to get home and not feel like watching any moves. But that really hasn't happened. Today, I kind of didn't watch anything because... I watched a Facebook Live video of a girl selling nail polish, and you asked me why I'm trying to act like a girl, and well, I just like nail polish. So I did that until so you got on and we recorded. No, I'm not. I did that. Is that all I did? I think that's all I've done, really. So, yeah, not a lot has happened since we last recorded. Yeah, not really. Um, oh, I know something that happened today that was pretty cool. What? Um, the Mortal Kombat trailer came out. Did you watch it? No. Why? I don't know Mortal Kombat. What? Hold Wait, on. is Mortal Kombat that video game? Is that that game? Yeah, dude. Or is that the game where you just smash all the buttons and fight? No. I gave you Mortal Kombat 10 for Christmas one year. I know I didn't play it yet. I swear I was. <laughs> Two years what? ago. Buddy, I don't play games that much. I use my Xbox for everything else but game playing. That is ridiculous. I get in the mood to play games sometimes. I'm like, oh, I really want to go home and play this. And then I just don't. And I don't know why. But, um, yeah, I didn't even open that yet, to be honest. But I, And it's the one that has the whore hair characters on it. Mm-hmm. So well, I shall play it. Mortal Kombat has always been very appealing to horror. F- I, I can't believe you grew up with Sega and didn't have Mortal Kombat. Like, what the hell? No, I I I had it. I just to to me, it's just you're smashing buttons and hoping for the best. Well, yeah, but if you push like left, right, A or so or or C, it's gonna do a combo for some people. You know yeah, I mean? like I had, I, I had the game, buddy. I did have it, and I did play it a few times. It just what like you I had was, friends over, you didn't play Mortal Kombat against each other. I mean, I didn't. That's no, right. You not didn't a- have friends. Forgot. <laughs> like, and it, like no one saw that joke coming. That was so original, and I bet nobody was expecting you to say that at all. Very good, buddy. Anyway. Um, no, what I was going to say was, on, like, Sega, I probably didn't, because me and my, my, well, one friend, because I pretty much had, like, one friend when I was little, um, mm-hmm. because I was very, very shy, um, you, you met her, her name's Brienne, uh, she stuck around, but, um, anyway, no, we, uh, we would play, uh, Sonic the Hedgehog and this game called, uh, Crystal's Ponytail a lot on the Sega, so we didn't really play games together, we would just take turns and we like to watch each other and that was that i mean i've played the i've played other like not mortal Kombat, like other fighting type games on other systems Uh isn't there what buddy i don't know mortal Kombat was always like my favorite because it was horror you know what i mean it's about it's like this tournament and there's like you know these different horror characters like Baraka with like his messed up scary face and you know it just had like you know the fatalities were really cool you know ripping people's spines out and stuff I'm like this is horror there's blood everywhere I grew up on Mortal Kombat one of my first honestly like literally one of the first things I ever got 
as like a present was the Sega Genesis. I was like four or something, and mm. it, it I got Mortal Kombat with it. I see. You figure Mortal Kombat, the original game, came out in like 1995 or something on on a or no the movie came out in 95 the game came out in 92 i believe which is just crazy that that was for the arcades but i think when it it came out on the home version in 93 so i probably got it in 93 or 94 cool see i was spoiled and i got all of the sega genesis games with my sega genesis because a friend gave it to me so um, that, that has nothing to do poor, with buddy. Oh well, I, I I mean, in my head, it seemed like I was being spoiled. Um, it was also like way like, and also the reason, <laughs> the friend who gave it to me, it wasn't a friend of mine. It was like my dad's boss's daughter. That they were pretty rich, and um, that I think she they got had a PlayStation. <laughs> yeah, and so they were like, let's give this loser girl our uh, Sega Genesis. But anyway, it was pretty cool at the time. And then my parents eventually got me a PlayStation 2. What? Oh, PlayStation 2 was out. Uh, Yeah. Yeah, I guess you would. I don't know. When were you born? 97? Yeah, it's probably. See, okay, yeah. You kind of... Honestly, it's surprising you even played Sega because it was probably after your... Yeah, that's what I'm... Yeah, that's... That's the poor joke, because I was, like, probably playing it in, like, 2008. No, not 2008, but, like, you know, I don't I don't know how long it took till I got the PS2, but I know I played that Sega a lot. Like, I got a lot of use out of it. I played all the, so- I had all the Sonic games, like, Sonic and Knuckles, the three, that crappy 3D one, the, pretty much anything that you could get in, like, the Mega packs, I had those so that was my favorite i like to watch my dad play the games too because i wasn't that good at them and he was better at them so yeah i like doing that too um i remember when i was a kid i had a sega genesis um i had sonic two and three and one but i never played one i just never liked it because oh. you couldn't do the spin dash where you bend down and bzzz, you know yeah yeah that's um, true i had like some football games that I actually played a lot. Um, and then the Mortal Kombat 1 and that's about it for a while. Mm-hmm. And I honestly... And then I had like... I would rent games a lot. So I would go to the, um, you know, the video store and rent games. But those were like all... I think those were like all the games. That, I had Tetris too. Mm-hmm. Um, and... That was like it, and then I got Mortal Kombat 3 at one point, and then my mom, and then I like, uh, something happened, like our house got robbed or something, I don't remember, but I lost my Sega, and then my mom started dating this dude, and his name was Ronnie, and he's like this Italian dude, and he was like, it's kind of crazy to think about now, because he's like, I'm like way older than he would have been back then, (laughs) Yeah. Um, but he, uh, he was like, cool and he had like a sega and stuff and and i pretty much just played it whenever and uh yeah we we played that a lot but i used to like watching him play because he could get all the way to the end in mortal kombat and win mm. but yeah I... and i couldn't get past like the third dude <laughs> yeah 
Yeah, I liked watching other people play. I also had... Like, I had so many games, and I remember looking through them as a kid and not being interested in half of them, and I think there was a lot of the sportsy ones, and I was never really intrigued by those, but I wish I still had just that bin of all the games so I could see what I actually had, because I can't... Re- I, I had, like, a Pocahontas game that I like to play, and then there was a toy, a toy Story one. I had that Beavis and Butthead one, but... I didn't understand it, I think. Yeah, so I, I got that really years it. later. The game was hard. Yeah, and then what else? There was this game that I had that I swear is a figment of my imagination because I have no idea what it was called and I can bear it. Like, I, the memory of it is, like, very blurred. But I played it all the time, I swear. And I've always looked up YouTube videos to try to find, like, just look up videos that are like, here are all the games from Sega Genesis. And I swear none of them ring a bell. And all I remember is there being a part where you, like, could have... You're like, I don't even know what the character was, but, like, you have a bat, and there was, like, these rock figure things, and they had faces, and you would smash them with the bat. And it was kind of like a almost Mario-type setup where you jumped up on platforms and whatnot, and... Are you talking about... Are you talking about Ness? Uh, from the Nintendo? No, I don't have. I didn't have Nintendo. You sure? Yeah, I didn't know, buddy. You got me excited, but you're wrong. You had a bat. I think that was a wep- the weapon, and he. It was just like grassy, you know, like an outside landscape, and then sometimes there would be. They weren't rocks. They were like statue, like the side of the wall, and I think they had faces, and I think if you hit them something might have came out i think you're making stuff up see that's what i'm talking about see there was a game that i used to have or that i used to rent and i don't know what it is i think that it's like a combination of me misremembering two games but it was like mm. it was i think it was like a shooter or beat em up and it was like i just remember me you could play it co-op and we it was like I remember like flamethrowers and stuff and that's like all I remember in like on like a I remember being on like scaffolding or something maybe I can't remember and being like in a house I don't know but we used to play there was a game with like aliens where I thought that was the game but it wasn't so Mm -hmm. it was kind of like that I don't remember but yeah so um the, anyway, the Mortal Kombat trailer, it looks really cool, and it comes out in April, so that'll be something we'll cover on here. I see, I see. I mean, it's not horror directly, but it definitely has, like, some, some you know, vi- like, hyper-violence and stuff. It looks good. It looks good. James Wan's producing. Cool. Yeah. We shall cover it. We shall cover it. Uh-huh. So, yeah. Anything else, buddy? Mm, No, I think that's pretty much it. I got some mail today. Yeah? Yeah, I got my copy of uh, Tremors on 4K that I did end up buying. (laughs) (laughs) Crazy. Yeah. Don't you... You have a lot of... You ordered a lot of things. Yeah, yeah. I got most (laughs) of them in. The only thing I haven't got in was my Scream Factory order. Oh, yeah. Which is like seventy bucks. Yeah. Or no, it was a hundred. Hundred bucks, I think. Yes. Hundred bucks, (laughs) jeez. Sometimes, sometimes you buy a lot of moves, buddy. Uh, 
And you don't really deserve them, because you don't watch them. <laughs> yes, I do. But, buddy. Alright. Well, I, right. I, I've been keeping track this year, so like, hold on. I've been keeping track because remember last year I was like, I want to try to watch more than I buy. Yes. And it obviously didn't happen. Right. Yeah. Um, well, this year, so I've been keeping track and so far I've watched 30 moves in the collection. Wow. Now it really did help because I went through all the paranormal activities in all the wrong turns. Yeah. Um, so 30 moves already. Which, last time I wanted to watch 150, and I ended up at like 160 or something, mm. and that was a six, that was a 12-month uh, period. I'm at, I'm at 30 in a month and 18 days. Yeah, that's pretty good. Yeah, but the only problem is, what? I've purchased Body. 43 so far. Body! Yeah, so, um... And that's not counting the ones I got in today, so it's more like 46. Buddy. So I'm like 16 behind already. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, you suck. I've been, I've been writing them down. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's good. I, it's so fun to get mail, though. I just love it. Like, I, I got know, graveyard I... shift, and I got... Uh, I, I got effects. Remember that movie we watched at Austin, yeah. with, that Austin picked? I got the Blu-ray of that. One of my oh. new favorite labels that I've been buying titles for here and there is Agfa. Do you know Agfa? Uh, I mean, I've heard of I've heard of it, but uh, I don't. It's <laughs> basically just the um, what do you call it? Um, it's like it's like a really tiny label. Um, mm. They didn't. They've only done a couple of releases. I think they've done like twenty or something. I can't. Why can't I not find them? That's getting on my nerves. I don't know. If I knew, I would tell you. Eggfa. Oh, here they are. Yeah, I've four total now. But I wanted to pick up more of them. Um, it stands for the American Genre Film Archive. And oh, okay. they put out, they, they're basically like releasing films that are kind of like lost or not necessarily lost, but like un really unreleased. You know what I mean? Like mm -hmm. the, the McPherson tape is probably their biggest release, which is, um, you know, that alien abduction film that was like pretty much released theatrically like one time and then never released after that like it might have had like it was made on like six thousand dollar budget yes um and then like scary movie that's another one uh which is like a little um slasher halloween film from like 1991 mm -hmm. um you watched it right yeah that was like one of the first ones i watched it was it was cool it was pretty cool yeah but that was only on vhs so it never had a DVD or anything like that. So you have like those two movies. And then um, they also have a... Like they, they released some like other weird stuff too. Like they released Bat Pussy. Which is a, a porn. Essentially. It, right. So like it's like a Batman spoof. So they, they released some stuff that like you know isn't like horror necessarily... Um, and then they released, um, like a, 
um, what do you call that where you're like trying to persuade people that things is bad? Um, persuade people things is bad. Yeah, like the drug things that came out in like the 50s. Uh, uh, (laughs) propaganda. Propaganda, yeah, good job. You actually found the word I was looking for, yeah. Yay, I did. Um, yeah, like those those uh, propaganda PSA things that came out, like Reefer Madness and stuff. They, I think they released a <laughs> disc with like a bunch of those on it. Mm. And then they've done, you know, they released just regular movies too. But they they've released some fun stuff, uh, like that effects movie, right? Mm-hmm. You know, effects. Yeah, that's cool. That's a cool. Yeah. So that I would was like to own that. um from 1980 and it was originally lo- considered like lost or something like that until it came out in 2005 on DVD. I see. And That's then, pretty cool. And then Agfa it like released it with a new like 4K transfer uh from the original print there in damn did that did that come out and what when did that come out 2017 there's no way it might have yeah it time flies have. when you're having fun buddy yeah dude did, did you know there was a three rivers film festival um no I don't think because no. like that effects played there oh Huh. Which is in Pittsburgh, but... Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I might have heard of that before. I may have, but I don't, I don't know for sure. I mean, they call everything Three Rivers something <laughs> in Pittsburgh, so it yeah. could be... I don't know. Yeah, I guess that... that 17, 18... There's no... I, it's just crazy to me that that release would have came out four years ago, if that's true. Yeah. Yeah, but, um, yeah, so I picked up four of those. I picked up, obviously, I own Scary Movie from when we did 91, and I pre-ordered McPherson tape, uh, and then I grabbed, um, Effects and Satanus, um, I don't know what Satanus is, but it comes with a bonus movie, and they do, they, they, that one went out of print, apparently, so it's expensive now, mm-hmm. but I I ended up finding it for twenty bucks, so I'm pretty happy about that. Mm-hmm. Cool. Um, but yeah, like here's a list. Here's like some other stuff that they released. They released, um, the Zodiac Killer, which mm. is like a sort of um serial killer type movie, and then they released uh. Scary movie, which we've mentioned, um, Wicked World, Blood Lake. Some of them are only DVD only because they're like not on. They're like shot on video or something. Um, uh, yeah. God Monster of Indian Flats, which looks like a killer sheep movie or something. I don't know. <laughs> and then um, Scary Tales, which is uh, looks kind of cool. 
McPherson Tapes is their biggest release for sure. Wicked World. And then they just released the trailer compilation. Really? Yeah, but I like this thing because not only is it... It's it's an actual genre film archive. Like, they're trying to save genre movies. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, like, they even have, like, you know, you donate to them and stuff like that, but... Uh, they, the Vinegar Syndrome actually distributes the films for them. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. So you can actually usually get them on Vinegar Syndrome sales. Yeah, I would like to maybe get some of those one day. Yeah. And but... I become a big Vincin collector too, so <laughs> you know. I think as of right now, there's like, I don't know, 20-ish releases from them, so mm-hmm. it's like, you know, I figured I would just try to get a lot of them now before there got too many, but yeah. I really don't need to, re- you know, collect other labels. <laughs> right, yes. As you have too many. I see, buddy, I still think you're a selfish prick. Why? That's just me. Because you have all these moves. That you're not going to watch. And, you know, my birthday's coming up. Do you think I'll get any of these moves that you're not going to watch? No, yeah. I won't. <laughs> so. My birthday's just... coming up too. Okay, but I don't have any moves to give you, buddy. You know that I am, that I am, uh, Yeah, but you're rich poor. now. No, buddy, I didn't get a paycheck yet. I'm actually, technically, I'm pretty poor. You just got a brand new job where you're making bank. Yeah, but I don't know what bank looks like until I get bank. You know what I'm saying? No. It's the same. Like, it's so annoying. Like, I, I, you start a new job, and they don't pay you. you they, they don't pay you day one. What's up with that? How do they want me to stay if they're not going to give me bank? Right. All right, dude. Well, we should probably get into the things that we watched. Yes, we shall. All right. How many do you have? I already said, if you were paying attention, which you weren't, uh, I have three. Alright, I think I have, like, two or three as well. Um, whose turn is it to go first? Um, I think it is yours. It is your turn, yes. Um, okay. So, yeah, wow, dude, I've not watched anything. (laughs) (laughs) So, uh, the first thing I watched was actually... For 22 shots we'll be doing it this week it's called the tunnel from survive 05 and wait 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 you mean death tunnel death tunnel that's right yeah so death tunnel is basically about um these five girls who go to this like abandoned sanitarium where they have to spend the night apparently like back in kentucky and like the early 1900s there's like this white plague and like 60,000 people died there or something and it's basically to me it feels like a house on haunted hill like the remake you ever see that yeah yeah it's kind of a rip off of that where like there's like these twists that are and i'm just gonna say it because it's not really a twist but they're like connected to the place in some way Uh. and I just, it's like just junk, dude. It's just pure junk. I, I think I gave it a one and a half out of ten. It's garbage. Um, and then I watched The Gray with Liam Neeson. So that's also a movie that we're going to be covering on the podcast. 
uh, the gray. Have you ever seen it? No, never heard of it. Yeah, it seems like nobody knows what this movie is, but um, it basically follows Liam Neeson, who is um, a, I don't know, like a, he works for like the oil field or something. He, I forget what he does. He's like, you know, um, yeah, it's like oil drivers or something. And he's Mm. like in Alaska or Canada or something. And he boards a plane to go somewhere. None of that really matters. But there's like, it's all these like, you know, roughneck, like worker guys who are on the plane and the plane crashes out in the wilderness and, you know, they're all jacked up and it's like freezing cold. Have you ever seen the movie Alive? Yeah, you made me watch it and we reviewed it on our pod once, remember? Okay, it's, it's kind of like that in setup, but if you mix that with Frozen, Adam Green's Frozen. Mm-hmm. Um, because of the timber wolves so there's they're basically being attacked by wolves at different points in the movie um so the the, there's a few things about this movie and i'll be brief because we are going to review it so one it's played like super serious but it feels like over the top in a way like it feels like the wolf attacks are just like so frequent and it's and they they almost even make them like mytho- mythological in a way like where they make their eyes glow at night and stuff like that to where it's almost like this eerie like primal sort of monster like mythological wolf type thing that's going on but it's not it's played like they're just regular wolf wolves but they build the wolves up so much that they're like almost like spiritual or something. Mm-hmm. It's it's a, it's a weird I the tone of this movie always was weird to me because it feels like unrealistic if you take it as like straight like straight faced. But it feels unrealistic because how many times and how like the wolves are almost like they're intentionally like they're vindictive or something. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. Like the wolves are after these people. Like almost yeah. like a slasher or something. <laughs> so it feels unrealistic in a way. Like you just don't feel like real animals would act that way. But at the same time everything is like done so serious and it's got like Liam Neeson and all the acting is like really good and everything's polished that it's like a real movie. It's not like, it doesn't feel like an exploitation film or something. It's a very interesting like tone to the movie that I can't really describe, but I've always liked it. I've seen it one other time. It's shot really good. And honestly, like the opening with the plane crash and everything and like, there's a there's an amazing scene with Liam Neeson and, and somebody who's injured in the plane that just like sends chills up my spine and almost makes me like cry. It's so good. Pussy. Um, but yeah, it's it's a really good movie. It's just I don't ever know how to like fully take take the film in a way. I know that there's a, supposed to be some like real spiritual like like spirituals and like God stuff with it. Um so there's that aspect of it but i i like the movie i think it's pretty good so that's uh that is the gray 
I have it on Blu-ray. Interesting. You've seen this movie before? You... Yeah, back when it came out in 2011. I, I picked huh. up the Blu-ray. Or Actually, my Pat picked up the DVD. I watched it on DVD, and then I picked this Blu-ray up from L&D Video in Brownsville. Hmm, cool. For, for like, three bucks. Pretty nifty, buddy. Alright, your turn. Alright. Um, Alright, so, first How many up... do you have? Jeez. Dude, like, come on, buddy. <laughs> you think that translates well to the audience? What? Your overused jokes. That is not an overused joke. That's I said a... it, like, twice. You, <laughs> buddy, if we went back, I think you said it on every app. It, but it makes me laugh. <laughs> I know, buddy. I was gonna snore while you were doing your two just now, but I it was a missed opportunity. I, I should have did it. I'll do it next time. But it would have been funny because you had only two. Anyway. Okay, so first up, I watched Son of a Dracula from 1943. As per... You got me this box set like three years ago, and I still have not watched all the moves in it. So... Um, and Son of Dracula is about the son of Dracula, who is posed as this character known as Count Alucard. Uh, wait, Alucard. Alucard. Yeah. Yeah. You and know what that is? Yeah, buddy, I know what that is. What is it? I was about to... <laughs> It's Dracula backwards, which they announce in the movie, too, because oh. they thought. Wait, what is this movie? Have... Son of Dracula! Son of Dracula. Is that a Hammer film? No, dumbass. It's in that <laughs> box set that you got me. The Universal set. Did you get me a Hammer set? I hope not, because I don't want that. <laughs> no, it's a Universal film. Son of Dracula. And, uh, what's his name? Lon Chaney Jr. plays, uh, Count Alucard, a.k.a. the Son of Dracula, in this. And, uh, Dracula essentially comes to this area, and he... There's this girl who is supposed to marry her boyfriend, obviously, but Dracula uh, comes along and she gets in her head. She's like, kind of knows of his pow hairs and wants to be immortal. So she marries him and uh, her, you know, to be husbands all like, what the heck? Oh, and um, it turns out, you know, she had this scheme. She wanted to be immortal and she wanted to make her husband immortal and all that stuff. Um. I thought it was pretty good. It was cool. It was a short one. Um, I mean, all these movies are kind of short. Uh, I think it was like an hour and 17 minutes or something like that. Um, but it was it was pretty good. Uh, you know, the atmosphere, I feel, wasn't as prevalent as it is in some of these other movies. It was more focused on story than um, building atmosphere. And uh, the characters were all cool. Um I thought Lon Chaney Jr. did good as the Dracula, even though I do think, you know, Bela Lugosi is the one and only Dracula. But this is the son of Dracula. It is not the Dracula. And um, it was not too bad. Not too bad of a move at all. And I, I've i been wanting to watch... Actually, I actually have been wanting to watch the movies in this box set that I hadn't gotten to. Uh, I'm not just doing it to finish the box set because I've been curious about these. All the are good. Yeah. Yeah, I, th watched... I think all the Frankensteins are good. The Draculas are okay. The mummies are painful. <laughs> yeah, that's the ones. That's kind of like what that kind of like made me not want to finish it because I've only seen the first mummy and I didn't really like it. So 
I know I probably won't like the other ones, but I've seen like several of the, I, I've seen several of all of them. Like I've seen Bride of Frankenstein, House of Frankenstein, House of Dracula. Oh wait, I don't think I saw House of Dracula, but I saw like Dracula's Daughter and all that. So mm. I'm almost done, honestly. But uh, yeah, so I watched that and I gave that like a seven, seven out of 10, I believe. And then after that, uh, I don't even want to talk about this one because I'm going to be doing it on Exploding Dicks, um, Exploding Heads that is. And that is Annabelle Comes Home from 2019. We saw it in the theater when it came out, and uh, it's a good move. I'll just say that, and I'll give more thoughts on it on Exploding Heads. So, um, and then after that, I just watched a little bit of Hollis in season two, not the entire season. Uh, last night, I just didn't really feel like watching and paying attention to a movie so i put this on and um yeah i thought i think i watched four episodes um the first episode is like a christmas special which i didn't like i tried to watch this season several months ago maybe even a year ago and the first episode i wasn't a big fan of so i was like oh i don't know about this but um i kept watching and the i think it's the second episode is the one with kane hodder and daniel harris that one's really funny um, and then right after that, I believe they do a found footage episode where they get the idea that they are going to make a found footage film because it would be cheap. And, you know, they're all like, oh, the Blair Witch. It, they literally are just ripping off the Blair Witch Project and they keep doing <laughs> the whole episode's found footage pretty much. And the scenes are like um, them going to locations. There's a the part where they're in a hotel room and the one dude's like, dude, why did we get a hotel room? Because they're poor. And they're like, we live in the same town. Why did we waste money on this hotel room? And they're like, they did it in the Blair Witch Project. So we had to. And it, that episode's really funny. I, I thought it was clever and good. This whole show is just so cool that it exists, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, it's a horror hair show that wouldn't be funny to any... Like, like the part with Danielle Harris... She's in the bed with him, dressed like she is in Halloween 4 or 5 and 4. And then Kane Hodder comes in and he's like, oh yeah, and he puts on a Jason mask. And they're like all about to have like a threesome. And they're like, oh, this is just like that convention when Angus Scrim was on the bottom and Robert England was on the top. And they're saying all this stuff that nobody would find funny if they didn't like horror movies. Nor would they know who half those people are. So it's a good show and I... I, I hope to see more one day. So, I mean, is... I I think we probably just assume that it's over, right? Yeah. Just because, like, how old is Adam Green now? I mean, should, yeah. we met him what four years ago? Yeah, I think. I yeah, I think so. It was like three or four years ago, and he looked old in person there. Now, granted, the makeup that they used in the show is like really good you know what i mean but yeah he's 45 i was just googling that and you stole my thunder so how how much longer can he play like a 20 (laughs) early 20s guy maybe late 30s at the most or late 20s at the most that they are right how old would you say joe and adam are supposed to be i'm yeah i would in my head, uh, even watching the show, I would say, like, late 20s, early 30s, like you just said. I mean, because then the girls are seem young, too. Everyone seems really young. That's actually really weird to think about, that mm-hmm. they're, like, about to be 50 in, like, five years. So, 
yeah, you can't pull that off forever. Like maybe the women, but those two are. How old's the? What's his name? What's the other Joe? guy's name? Joe. Joe. Lynch. Yeah. Yeah. Joe Lynch is. I don't even know. Doesn't say. Doesn't say on IMDb. <laughs> You are correct. I don't think I've ever seen that before. (laughs) Huh. Why does it say... weird. What the... Why does it say born... Why does it say 71 years old? This is Yeah, that is weird. (laughs) (laughs) That's weird. I saw that happen. That happened with another actor. 71 years old. What the hell? Yeah. I don't wonder... And then I clicked on Wikipedia and there was nothing. Huh. I don't know. I, I get the. I feel like he's younger, but maybe not. I don't know, but yeah, it's sad because the show is like one of a kind. I consider it, it's like a Big Bang Theory of horror hair, in my opinion. So, but whatever. Um, and that's all. I, that's all I watch though. Yeah, um, I actually did start watching um something else today, but I fell asleep. Um, I woke up like earlier in the morning, and I was like didn't feel like watching something that I had to pay attention to a bunch because I knew I was going to fall back asleep. So I watched um, Bad Reputation from 2005. Did you did you watch that yet? Yeah, that was one of the first ones I watched, actually. Yeah, it was on Tubi. Not the best quality on there, but it's yeah. probably just the, you know. <laughs> it, it's um a low-budget film, definitely. Yeah. And... I started watching it and oh my god dude I started watching it and I was like I literally cannot believe that this is on screen like the dialogue is so bad I see well I didn't think it was that bad why does it say 2007 better not I wasted my time watching this move so help me god um, but yeah, like, oh, dude, the mom, like, it, okay, obviously it's like doing some Carrie stuff, you know? Yeah, I mean? that's the vibe I got, yes. So, the, the mom, like, or it, the, the dude at the beginning when he's like walking up to her and stuff and he's like, he's like, hey, you know, like, you're like the chick from a Freddie Prince Jr. movie where like, you know, the ugly ducking, duckling turned into like the hot chick, but... Uh, obviously she was hot from the beginning. Like, it, it just is, it comes off as, like, so unrealistic dialogue, man. Alright, buddy. Well, maybe, I don't know. Maybe a low-budget movie from 05 is just better than me, for like, me, okay. than one from 72. He, sa- he says, like, you should come to, um, this party. And she's like, she says, like, why, or something like that. And I'm just like... I'm like to have fun. Like, why does anybody invite anybody to a party, buddy? Because uh, she's a loser. Of course, she's gonna ask why. I know, but I'm saying like, what, like, what, like, you, like you just want him to tell you that you're cool. Like, it's cringy. <laughs> I, I guess, buddy. I think I, I don't know, buddy. I don't and then, know. and then, and then she goes at the, and talks to the mom. You didn't even watch this whole move. I know. I just watched like the first 20 minutes. And she goes to the mom and the mom's like overacting as hell. Like saying that she looks like a common slut and stuff like that. And I'm just like, I'm like, this is like, you don't even seem like the type of woman who would act like that. 
Oh, buddy, I don't... Listen, don't come at me, okay? I don't remember it like, that Carrie's well. Like, Carrie's mom was, like, super religious, so of course she's gonna feel that way. But this woman's, like, a nurse or something. <laughs> you know what I mean? I'm like, I'm like, why are, you, why, why are you treating your daughter like this? It's weird. Well, buddy, no, there's no... Listen, it doesn't... You don't have to be white trash or religious to treat your child bad. Well, but there... But the, it, it, it just didn't feel natural. It just felt forced as hell. Oh, buddy, and re- that's life. Real life is not how it is in the movies. What? <laughs> well, I'm saying, like, they're being... It's more realistic to have... Uh, I mean, the mom... I, I, I remember getting... Like, the mom's kind of, like, stuck up and, like... Yeah, I'm pretty sure she, like... I, I woke up in the middle of the movie, and I'm... I think she gets raped or something. And then um, the mom is like, That's what you get for being a slut. And I'm like, What? Well, the mom doesn't think she is just. Everyone thinks she like. It, she just thinks she was a whore. I know, but why would the mom think that when like the girl clearly has been like shy and awkward for like years? Um, because uh, I don't know, dude. It's but, like, bad. It's bad. No, 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 it's not that. The only part. Uh, this better not be that... on your top ten, or else I'm defriending you. Friend, no, buddy, it's not. No, I'm saying like I, I didn't think it was that bad. Like I acknowledge it was very low budget and felt very low budget, and but I just kind of liked it. Maybe I don't know. So it's on your top ten? No, I just said no. And then uh, the I will say the party scene is real cringe because they're all just dancing to this really horrible music, and it just seems like the worst high school party ever. But I don't remember it that well, buddy. It was one of the first ones I watched, and I was like, okay, whatever. It's fine. I did, I, it wasn't the worst thing I've ever seen in my life. I guess I just, I don't know, buddy. I, I, think you're I just was cringing at the, the girl. She just, it, it's like bad acting and like just unbelievable. Like it's just, it reminds me of like what you would come up with a script if you were trying to make this movie, it, like a Carrie slash, you know, um, me too type of thing which obviously that didn't exist back then in in terms of the word but like that type of thing and then you did it while in like high school or just out of high school and that's like the dialogue you came up with that is like not tested it's not it's not you know weeded out of like good versus bad like they're not like taking their time to try to make it like more natural it's just like the first thing that they came up with they shot i see i see i did not know you were a filmmaker but okay well these people i didn't know these people were either shut up finish the move and then I come back may. to me just finish it that's not fair you're giving a review <laughs> off of 20 minutes you were like saying this was you the whole move <laughs> <laughs> I you, kept waking. Oh, I kept waking right? up to bad dialogue, and I was like, "This fucking movie's still on." Dude, stop! It's not even that long. It is kind of long, isn't it? No, long. it's only an hour and thirty minutes. But okay, it's not All even right. that long. Let's get into our featured review here, and then we'll be done. Fine. I can't right. wait. So Saint Maud, twenty seventeen. Twenty nineteen. Jesus, buddy. Yes. Saint Maud, I shall give a synopsis. Okay. Having recently found God, self-effacing young nurse Maud arrives at a plush home to care for Amanda, a hedonistic. 
dancer, left frail from a chronic illness. When a chance encounter with a former colleague throws a, up a hint of a dark past, it becomes clear there is more to mod that meets the eye. Yes, uh, directed by Rose Glass, who honestly, like, I had a feeling this was directed by a female before I even looked. Isn't that weird? Um, mm. And she, this is our feature debut, so this is her first feature film. Uh, of course, it is a A24 film. This was one of the big films that was supposed to come out last year. As we know, there's usually like a handful of A24 films that hit theatrical releases that make a huge splash. Now, my first question to you before we even getting into the review is had this came out theatrically, had COVID not been a thing, had this been released under normal circumstances, do you think this would have been a big movie and made a big splash? Um, I don't see, I don't know. I feel like, I feel like people would have gone to see it. I don't know if they would have been, I feel like it would have had like a hereditary kind of effect where people would be like, oh, I thought this movie was going to be scary and it wasn't. Really? I so you're like giving it you're giving it that hereditary status. Not hereditary, hereditary not, is like one of the biggest. No, movies. not like that high up. But I'm just saying I could see it being because a lot of people were excited for it, and I could see people going into it thinking it's going to be this really creepy, scary movie, and then being like, it sucked. <laughs> what? So what? So. But I'm saying, do you think it would have, like, okay, whenever... So you're trying to say I didn't answer your question right, and you're coming at me. Yes. So, um, whenever Hereditary came out, right, like, that's that's probably, like, one of the biggest films of the year. Same thing with Midsommar, right? Like, you look at those two last years, and it's, like, 2019, Midsommar, 20, you know, in and even The Lighthouse, you know, that was another big one from 2019 that just, like, sort of stuck around and people talked about Climax from 2019 as well, um, and then you go back to Hereditary. Are you talking about, like, the general audience, or do you just mean, like, us? I just mean, like, the, both, like, the, like, look, The Witch, 2016, right? Yeah. They're, they're, like, every year, it's like, there's a big hereditary movie and i feel like they were marketing this is the one for 2020 um then you know even even stuff like the killing of a sacred deer in 2017 hereditary 2018 2019 midsommar and and the lighthouse do you feel like this would have hit like or, the 2017 black coat's daughter you know there was the, every year there's like one or two a24 films that are like gonna be people's like number one two or three film of the year um i don't know with this one i kind of feel like it might be like a step down from being that great like i feel like people would be all hype on it at the beginning of the year or whenever they see it kind of like vfw or something like that and then by the end of the year no one would be really talking about it anymore and it might have fallen down on the rings just because I feel like this movie doesn't have as much to it as all the other movies you just mentioned. Like, it has good atmosphere and stuff, and but I don't think it would be as memorable. It doesn't have anything that's like super standout-ish, I guess. Like, there, I feel like there could be other movies to come out that would be similar to this in a way, like atmosphere-wise, that this would not be 
that standout-ish. Yeah, see, my thing is, like, I think that... I actually think this movie would have been bigger had it came out naturally. Right, yeah, that's what I meant. I thought I think it would be huge. <laughs> <laughs> no, and, and here's why. I just think that, like... Something about a movie that comes out when it's supposed to and not keep getting pushed back, the expectations aren't as high. And I think that, like, while I agree that this film probably wouldn't have been, like, hereditary status or, like, the witch status, I do think that it probably would have, like, done really well. Like, I think people would be like, oh, you gotta go see this movie or something. You know what I mean? Mm. I think just... I think that's a... There's a difference when watching shit at home I swear yeah there is I agree I don't know maybe I'm wrong I don't know I just feel like I feel like the response to this movie has been extremely lukewarm like and I don't necessarily think it's because of the movie but it might Mm -hmm. be no I do think that I would have this is one that I'm bummed that I didn't get to see in the theater I would have loved to see this on a big screen. But I don't think it's just the theater aspect. I think that it's, like, the pushback as well. Yeah. Like, this movie was supposed to come out early last year, like, and it didn't. And then it got pushed back. And then we thought we were getting it late last year, and it didn't. Mm. And then we thought we were getting it, like, like, four weeks ago, and it didn't. And then we thought we were getting it two weeks ago, and it didn't. And then finally it came out. And, like, I didn't even see that many people watching it when it came out. That's why, also, I think that, like, everybody that was, that was saying that VOD is going to be, like, the way of the the future. Like, these these films just coming out right, right, you know, right on VOD when they're mm-hmm. released. I just think, it, I, I think now we're seeing the true effects. Like, before when we were in a, the heavy end of the pandemic and, like... No, there was nothing to do and a fi- and the first film that came out on VOD everybody's like oh dude there you, you know we can watch this movie or whatever now that there's a lot that are starting to come out i just don't think that people are it's not a big deal anymore yeah so, i would and, agree and th- not that many people are actually renting these films that we thought were going to mhm yeah i definitely agree with I that i didn't like if 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 saint maud came out on VOD back in april of last year would you not have seen it every other post on your facebook feed yes i didn't really see it i really didn't no i didn't either i mean like i knew i know like austin watched it and even on letterbox i was i always i always look at letterbox to see like other people's rating see what friends actually watch the same movie as me and it didn't seem like many people had checked it out even on there and no one's really posting about it and that's kind of that like I feel like it just kind of fell off and that's and I feel bad like I feel so bad for I think of the filmmaker and the actors involved with this yeah, and Rose how much Glass that is making a feature and like if this came out it probably would have done well theatrically you know what I mean so yeah it's sad because uh as we've talked about before like the female voice in horror is so under represented represented when i was doing my top 50 favorite directors i tried to force a female on there at like the Mm -hmm. 49 or 50 spot because just just to have one you know just to show some love but i couldn't find a woman who deserved it over the people that i already had on the you know 
one through four, 50 spot. Over Mick Garris. Over Mick Garris. And it's because... It's because, like, no woman out there really directed more than one movie. Yeah. It, the, the, I mean, one horror movie that's that's good. Jennifer Kent is probably the closest with The Nightingale and um, Babadook. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, like, when you have the, you know, Cravens and the Carpenters and the hoopers and those guys who directed a ton of movies and then you even have like the lesser guys like eli roth and rob zombie and um, neil marshall and those guys that directed like five or six well when you look at females it's like one there's so many female directed horror, horror films that directed like a masterpiece but it's just one one and done yeah like the only people i ever think about is like the soska sisters and they they really only have one movie that I really like. I mean, right. their first film was very low budget and just okay. And then that they did that rabid remake, right? Yes. Mm, which was okay. That Yeah, that's just okay, though. Like, I love American Mary, but that's all they really did. So, yeah, you have a lot yeah, of plus, them who... I think they're kind of, like, canceled right now, anyway. Oh, sorry. <laughs> Our pod shall be canceled. Um, but yeah, so it is unfortunate for uh, Rose Glass. I would have liked to see this come out theatrically, and I doubt it really made that much money on VOD because I didn't see a ton of people watching it. And another thing, like it was online like a day after it came out, like yeah, like, on all the like pirate sites and stuff like that. It honestly, it was on there before it came out because it, it got put released in the UK first. Oh, so yeah. it it was our people were already seeing it before it was like officially released so that kind of sucks too but um anyway so what did you think of saint Maud? um i really liked it i thought it was great um like i said you know it's kind of there's not a ton to this movie uh, it's a kind of a basic story um you know young girl she has something bad happen when she's working at the hospital so then she turns to home health and you know she gets really religious and uh is trying to essentially find her purpose because she feels that there should be more to her life than what she's doing even though she is doing you know noble work uh sort of like this hospice care for people um but she just feels like god should be using her for something more and uh you know things kind of escalate so that's essentially the story but i dug it i thought it was very eerie i loved the atmosphere i loved the setting um i thought the main girl was great in her role uh very fitting she's like you know she has like this plain look to her and it's almost unsettling at times and then you know there's a point in the movie where she kind of unwinds a little bit and is all dressed up and she looks really pretty and it's um she she changes that sort of personality really well but uh i really i really dug it and you know when i was watching it i was like it's only 83 minutes yay because a24 moves are always like three owl hairs (laughs) and you were like well you know i kind of it's an a24 move i would want it to be longer and i kind of agree after watching it i was like i almost wish there was more to this dude it was so short like it was too short when i was watching it i was like there, I think I looked and I was like, okay, there's like 
literally 24 minutes left i was like wow <laughs> yeah and it is it's a slow burn but even then it's like i was just like i wish there was more because i i enjoyed the story it's not it's not a bad thing it's not like a knock on the movie it's just like i was wanting more almost more crazy scary stuff to There's happen just but not a ton here's here's the problem with the movie for me there's just not a ton of things that happen. Yeah. Now, I don't think that's a bad thing. You know what it reminded me of? What? Do you remember that movie we watched, like, a couple of years ago on, on Netflix and Chill? Formerly Netflix and Chill, now Shutter and Chill. Um, the sweet... The sweet, lonely girl or some shit sweet, like sweet, that. Sweet, lonely girl. Yeah the with the blue cover mm -hmm. it reminded me of that just like this this one sort of or like house of the devil or something this sort mm -hmm. of like one character driven film and i don't know like do they say what year this is set like it's modern time right i yeah i'm pretty sure it's modern it kind of looks old but right so it's yeah. modern but it feels old but but then it feels kind of modern too when she's out in the the town and you have those like mm -hmm. lights in the background and stuff like that. It's really beautiful. Like it does give me a great atmospheric feeling. Like when she's in the in the town and you see all the the at nighttime and all the it's like really bright and lit up in the background and stuff. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I agree. And I, I I don't know. I really like the story. I found it there was several unsettling moments that kind of got under my skin uh there could have almost been more but even with what i got was memorable um i think storylines like this where religion can be taken too far but then you're like maybe she's not taking it too far maybe she's not crazy maybe she is like that type of stuff creeps me out with because you know god's supposed to be this good thing and empowering positive thing but then you have people who are reading into stuff too much or they think God's talking to them when really they're just crazy and that that type of stuff really freaks me out so this mm. movie worked quite well for me right and and like it's kind of ambiguous but it's kind of not at the same time but I think I still ended up taking it different than some people or it could be taken different than some people as well I I really like the I really like horror movies that deal with like religion and like faith. Mm. Um and I do agree that like I think it was was it Jamie or something. I saw a comment where it said that Brian said that um making fun of Christians is like low-hanging fruit in horror movies. Mm. I completely agree with that. Yes. I think that it's just too easy and basic. So like I think that um I think that films that actually have like a strong sense of faith and like tackle that is mm -hmm. more fun. Yeah. And I think that this girl is like great as the lead. She comes off really believable and uh, honestly just like a lost soul. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. She just feels like a lost soul who's trying to find her purpose and feels like that she is meant to have a higher purpose or a bigger right. purpose and she's almost sort of like obsessive compulsive with that and it's like she but it's almost like 
she wants it for the wrong reasons or something you know what i mean yeah it, it she wants it for her to have purpose for her to feel something about herself instead yeah, of for like, like yeah instead of for like the good of the the world it's more like selfish like she needs it um um but the, the whole look of everything like even her apartment and like mm-hmm. everything looks like older uh yeah her apartment's like real i i really like the apartment because it's like really shitty too it's just then her friend shows up and she's like oh how how nice this is and i'm like no it's not but i think they had cell phones and stuff in the movie that's why i think it uh-huh. is in modern time but i i just like that i really dug the look and um the whole higher purpose thing that you know because i think people in general always want that sort of they crave to feel like they're doing something good and that they have more purpose that's kind of a big thing with life i think it makes you happier and makes you not depressed to feel like oh i here is my purpose and that's kind of what people chase so that aspect was i enjoyed as well in the film how Uh, did you feel about the end um, you mean what do I think happened, or just how I felt? Well, don't say exactly what you thought yeah. happened, but I'm saying like, what did you feel? Do you feel like your questions are answered, or? I do, I do, and I I like the end, and I think the last image at the end is very creepy, mm-hmm. very scary, I guess rather. So, yeah, I was I was pleased with the end. I didn't feel. I mean, I didn't feel confused. I'm sure you probably have some off-the-wall opinion of the move, but I I feel like, yes, my questions were answered. So. Um, I don't think... I just think that, like, you know... I don't know. I, I think that people will say this is boring, like some people, but... Mm-hmm. Um... I don't know. I, I was, think it's I think it's pretty pretty good personally. Yeah, I was I was into it the whole time even though not it feels there are times where it feels like nothing's really happening and you kind of feel I think the main girl just really sells it to where you're enthralled with her character. Um she just seems like she seems like she would be like that in real life. She's just very good of an actress and that's what really sells it is how good her performance is. And if you have a good main character, I don't care how slow your movie is or what's even going on. Like if I like them, I shall like the film. And that's really worked for me in this particular move. So I do recommend it. All right. So go ahead. And do you want to get into ratings or letterbox reviews? I guess I'll read a letterbox review or two. (laughs) All right. So horror muse, gave this movie well he didn't give it a star rating but he says 9.5 out of 10 and he says i swear i had been itching to see this movie for itching four months then totally forgot about it walked into the house yesterday to find a package boom the beautiful zazzy exclusive steelbook waiting for me yes i literally dropped everything and threw it into the player okay calm down dude (laughs) and boy did it ever live up to the hype This type of film is right up my misery street. Yes. I've come to realize my favorite type of horror these days is the miserable type. Sign of the time, (laughs) I suppose. LOL. 
but anything with religious undertones, themes of characters struggling with their mental health, whether something is real or a figment of one's imagination, has always hit a nerve with me, and this one hits every nerve. It has a very 70s feel with its religious themes and dull palette. Correct. I love the dreary seaside setting. I'm from a seaside town. The little, the little chippy shops and quintessential Irish-English pubs are something very familiar to me, and it really adds the sadness to the story to me. There's something to be said in the history of these once-booming seaside towns and their decline. Right. The score is very Edgars-esque, and the film's comparison to his style in general can only be a good one for the director. The main lead for me, though... Is what is who makes this movie excel to the heights for me? What the heck? She was immense, absolutely stunning performance, and the end scene, ah, excellent. And I can tell already this will be up there in my year's best. So that was a good review. And then there is a, there weren't. I will say on Letterbox, like it was another thing where there weren't that many horrible reviews. So I mean that's good. Uh, this is from someone named Zazula, and she gave it two and a half stars. I think it's a she, I don't know. Too much build-up for too little payoff. I hoped for some interesting commentary on religion, faith, Christianity, but the movie doesn't really go into it that much. It doesn't feel biblical at all. I did, don't see any interesting parallels or anything. I don't know enough about Maud to care about her loneliness. She's just a weird girl weird girl from a horror movie. It wasn't bad. It tries to be ambitious, but there's not much underneath the surface. So, I see. And I could see people feeling that way, that there's not enough to the movie, but I don't know. I, did, I think they handle religion in a good way. It doesn't have to be overly biblical. I see it more as just like the obsession with god and the faith and stuff like that in this movie so yeah i mean you could replace the religion aspect with any with a with um dancing um you could replace it with um like ballet or modeling anything really it's it's about being obsessed with wanting to feel um important right yes exactly <clears throat> but i like that it's religious mm-hmm. I so agree. yeah um go ahead and rate it i enjoyed it quite a bit and i am probably pretty high but i gave it a nine out of ten yeah i'm a little bit under you so i don't know sometimes it, i feel like i'm a little harsher at the beginning of the year than the end of the year because mm-hmm. I'm like, all right, new year, impress me. <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, but yeah. I, I'm coming in at an eight out of 10. Um, it's one that I wouldn't mind rewatching towards the end of the year. And I'm not a huge rewatcher, but it was so short that I, I feel like I could give it another shot. Um, especially if it came out on disc, I would be curious if there's a commentary, which there probably isn't because today's times they don't, like to do that but if if there was a commentary on a disc i would totally like to hear that yes i feel so with that said i guess that's it um for this episode um next week we shall do 
either Willy's Wonderland or I have a new movie called Samurai 400 Versus One. I have to check out if there's an embargo date on that. I got it from Well Go Well Go USA for review. Um, but yeah, we will uh, do one of those two. I'm not watching that. Yes, you might. No. No. Yes, you might, buddy. It is only a two and a half hour samurai action film. Buddy, we don't what, like. Uh, it's I mean, a I know the, movie podcast. I know, but like you even I, there were times where I suggested we do <laughs> a movie that wasn't horror hair, and you were like, "Yeah, well, I like horror hair." Actually, buddy, it's only an hour and a half. Oh, okay. That was the that was the big deciding factor. Yeah, because I mean, an hour and a half of a move that I'm gonna hate is better than two hours and a half of a move I'm gonna hate. Uh huh. Yes. So anyway, that is the end of our show. Right. So we'll do one of those things next week. Um, I like that there's more things to do right now. Maybe we'll do maybe we'll do Willy's Wonderland and then the other one the week after. Yes. All right. So with that said, I guess we'll see you guys next time. Peace out. Bye.